They don't understand, they don't understand I'm running with the fam, yeah, I love the fam And we gon' serve the one that's from up above And they gon' know it's us by the way we love All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water Family, 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 Christ up one time for Welcome to Reformed Dads, where all things are for dads, through dads, and two dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip-hop artist, and co-founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. Today with me, as always, is my man, Norm, the master's dog, Dunham. What's up, what's up, what's up? Good to see you, brother. Good to have you Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And for the first time, we have a special guest on this season's show. We have Chris Swag Martinson from Voice for the Voiceless up here in Utah. Yo, hey, thanks for having me. Glad to have you on. So real quick, I just want to give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, those who you, well, let me just say, we appreciate you, your support. We're doing a book study right now. We're almost done with the book, but we'll be starting a new one shortly after that. Right now, we're doing a book study on Douglas Wilson's, uh, what is it? I'm drawing a blank at the moment. We've read three Douglas Wilson books. Federal Husband is the book. Federal Husband. Federal Husband. Chapter four is what we're on right now. It's been an awesome book, but if you'd like to join our book study, you can go to patreon.com slash reform dads. We'd love to have you in the group. And uh, we're, there's a lot of growth in the men in that group and uh, a lot of accountability. So join up. If you're listening uh, wherever you're at, please share, like, comment, uh, subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening, we appreciate you. But enough of the formalities. Let's get into it. How are you doing today, my friend Norm? I'm good. A little tired, but, you know, hanging in there, getting ready to hit the sack here in a little bit after we're done with our episode and get ready to get back to the grind tonight. Mr. Graveyard Shift. Absolutely. (laughs) Grilling hot dogs at midnight. That's late night heat. Some late night heat. Well, just to let everybody know, we're recording actually in Utah. I'm down in the Harriman, Salt Lake City area. Uh, I'm at my brother Chris Swag Martinson's house recording on his equipment. And uh, we've been hosted by him. My daughter and I came out. We got to fellowship for a few days and go see Norm live. Usually we're doing this, you know, uh, in two different states, but I'm visiting up here and it is nice. Uh, if you want to get out of the heat, come on up to Salt Lake City area. There's a nice breeze. Me in Arizona, I'm baking in an oven right now in Phoenix area, but uh, they got a nice cool breeze going on. I might have to come up for a little bit longer. We'll see. <laughs> Welcome to come. But uh, what we, we wanted to highlight the ministry that they have going on up here. Um, and Norm is engaged in this ministry as well. The ministry is Voice for the voiceless and the what tell us the website real quick it's voice for the voiceless dot life dot life so if you want more information on voice for the voiceless you can go to voice for the voices dot life it's a ministry of abolitionists they are actually out preaching in front of the abortion mill just like we do in phoenix and um they they had their first baby born that they rescued yesterday is that right that's right yesterday Amen. It's been one year from the the first day that we were out. 
um, in front of the, the Planned Parenthood down in Salt Lake City. And uh, oh. one month from from then, or one uh, one year, excuse me, from from the, the first day. Wow. So one year anniversary of you guys being faithful, going out, doing the ministry, there is a baby born. There is a baby, a life saved and out. The mom is holding that baby right now to caring for that baby. And that baby would otherwise been aborted by their mom and dad and murdered. And because God convicted you and y'all were faithful preaching the gospel outside of the abortion mill. Tell us a little bit about that story, why, how that God used you to save that baby. Tell us what was going on that day. Well, it was uh, the normal um, in front, uh, just preaching the gospel, talking to everyone going in. And we don't know, there's several businesses in there. We don't know who's going in where and course we get lied to all the time but um this was this was a time when we we could see it they were going in they didn't want to talk to us uh as they walked by the mom went in the dad due to covid he wasn't allowed to stay okay. inside with her so she, he had to come out so he came out uh but he did stop and talked with talk with me and Brian at the okay. time and uh meanwhile uh, the mom was inside and she was hearing you guys and tell me, tell us a little bit about the message that you guys go with so people can understand what we go with. Yeah. Well, we always tell them that, uh, that we're, we want to be honest. We want to be truthful from the very beginning. So that's why we, it, it may sound harsh, but it is murdering your baby. And we tell yeah. them right, uh, right from the beginning uh, and they see it. Yeah. So you're telling them, you know, it's murder. You're giving them the law of give God. Them God's law. God's law. God commands you not to murder. We give them the law because law is convicting to the conscience. Um, and then that's know, right. And then, and and he and God commands us as men to stand up and right. and be because we're going to be held accountable for our family and what we've done, and we have to be able to account for our family. And that's what we, we talked to him about being a father and what it meant to stand up and be a man. Okay. And, uh, as he was standing there, the, the mom was inside for probably, I'm I'm thinking maybe about 20 minutes. And then here she comes walking out and she said that she just had too much anxiety. She, she needed to come out. So she stood and talked with us. We talked to them about being a family that we would be a, right alongside them the whole way mm. that they weren't going to be alone in this, even though it feels alone, it's, it's big words to hear, Hey, we can help you. But as a, a mom and a dad, you feel alone. Mm-hmm. And those are, are words that, that are really hard to hear. Yeah. So to, to get them to believe us and to stand and talk with us and trust us. And yeah. they did accept our help awesome. and right away. We immediately help. Um, we don't wait. It's what do you need right now? And yeah. where can we go forward? Let's get you an ultrasound, which was amazing. We Just so, a, so you went with, with you. So they, they came, she came out of the room after hearing you guys preach the gospel. She had a lot of anxiety about the situation. The dad was talking with you. So then she comes out, have a conversation. You immediately start sharing with them the support, the help that you will give them right then in that moment. And you mentioned, let's go get an ultrasound to see the baby. Is that correct? That's right. We always want to take them 
to get see an that ultrasound baby. and see that baby. And um, we have a, a place down here in uh, the Harriman area. It's actually in, in West Jordan that does 3D ultrasounds. Oh, wow. And, and she is is just amazing. Stork vision. If okay. you ever have a chance to go there, that she's amazing. She's a, a nurse. She okay. sends all her ultrasounds to a doctor so they can make sure the baby's safe, the mom's safe, and everything mm. is um, and and then she's able to hear the heartbeat, see the baby, and we've had other moms actually go in as well and say, "Well, there's no way I could ever kill this baby." Yeah. So, so what was her reaction like when? So she saw her baby. Like she went down there, got an ultrasound. Did somebody go with her, or? So usually we try to to have one of the moms go. Yeah. Um, Kelly was with her. My wife. One of the women with you out on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk yeah. is is one of the most important uh, because those moms that are coming out were familiar. Yeah. They trust us now yeah. to go to that point. They need a familiar face. And so yeah. usually those, those moms, we have a lot of moms in the church that, that are wanting to help. We wrap okay. our arms around them, but, but we really, they trust that mom. And so that yeah. mom is usually right alongside them the whole way. Okay. And, uh, um, so, so, so she went with her to the, get did. an ultrasound. That's right. And what did she say was her response or what, what was it like when she actually saw her baby? She, she said it was the most amazing thing she'd ever seen. And, uh, her heart just changed. You could see that she was now realized that she was a mom mm. and she was a mom from the beginning. Right. And immediately she could not understand why anyone uh, would be so angry for us being out there to help. Right. So it's her, 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 um, thoughts got vision right there, right? Oh, they, she yeah, saw absolutely. vision of the actual baby and it, and she was like, I get it. Yeah. She, she, she saw the fruit of God's word and truth. She didn't understand it. And then she could actually visually see visually it. see it. And you, and you hear it, you hear the heartbeat, mm. you hear the, you see the baby moving, you see the, the, that it is a human being yeah. alive, yep. separate. You're not yep. controlling it. Right. And, and it's just to see that, um, several times with other moms as well. But for her, it was, uh, it was just a life changing direction for her. So tell me about like the kind of the ongoing after that, you know, what was, what was the next step? Did y'all help her with other things or what did that look like? Yeah. Like stayed so in contact with her or always in contact with her every time we want to, we want to share the gospel with her every, every step of the way, every time we're with her, we share the gospel. We, we yeah. um, talk with them. We, we tell them about what's next but these moms, the dads, they're not in a, a great spot. Usually that's why they're in there. And yeah. they accept our help. Yeah. They're still needing a lot. So, I yeah. mean, it's looking for a place to live. Okay. Um, it's even a heat bill yeah. or uh, not being able to to get to work. Okay. Uh, maybe their, their car, they're having a car issue or yeah. maybe they don't have a car. Right. Um, the, it's doing life with them. Oh, it's, it is. It is life. And it starts immediately yeah. and goes as long as they'll let us, which is hopefully for the rest of their lives and our lives. Yeah. So, and yeah. so y'all help them with just staying in contact with them, maybe food needs, help needs, ride needs, whatever that looks like. And then fast forward about 
um, nine months after that. Yeah, here we go. Eight, nine eight months, months after and, that, and baby's here, right there. And uh, you're going to get to hold that baby. Dinners with them. We've okay. taught them to cook. We've oh, um, okay. showed them. Yeah, they they'll come over. Um, it, it, whatever we can do, whatever, yeah. uh, whatever it is. Yes, yeah. it's, it's being a mom now, and yeah. it's not just preparing for the baby. It's preparing for the rest of your life. Sure. So you you've got to know that foundation as a family. So yeah, these, these dads, um, sometimes they're not around, Yeah, but this one did, he stuck around, mm -hmm. he's with her. Um, and, and you can see that, that love, that family bond now has come together instead of having a baby ripped from the womb and yeah. ripping that family apart. Yeah. So it's, it's more, it's, it's going in the direction God has set up as a family. So you present a godly example and bring around a godly community around a family and it really encourages and, and ushers them on to do the right thing. And that may look like, you know, women teaching them cooking skills or uh, the men like usher, like helping the men stand strong and be assured, like, we're going to be with you through this. You need help job or financially or whatever, we're going to walk with this through you. You're not going to be alone in this. And now there's a baby and, and there's a baby, a, there's a baby born and uh, a family that's going to be blessed through that life, a baby that would have otherwise been murdered. And um, now there is not only this life, but the generations to come after that right. baby and that family. So that's praise right. the Lord, man. Norm, what do you have anything yeah. you want to add to that? You know, I, I don't really, I never, I've not had an opportunity at all to meet, um, this mom and dad and baby yet. But, uh, so Brian, just, uh, Brian Brady, who is also one of the founders of voice for the voiceless, uh, texted me yesterday to, to end the picture of the baby. And so we do have an opportunity. We're going to do meals, uh, for them. Awesome which means we'll get an opportunity to get over there, meet them, see the baby, hold the baby. Um, and again, just engaging with and doing life with them and making that connection to continue on, you know, yeah. to, uh, to be part of their life, whatever it is that we can do for them. You know, I mean, whether that could be babysitting, um, you know, parenting classes, parent, teaching just parenting skills, yeah. uh, stuff like that, you know. So the opportunity is there and it's amazing to, to just be able to be part of this, you know, to go, this is the fruit of, or part of the fruit of what we're doing. I mean, yeah. because, I mean, this isn't all the fruit. I mean, we want to see repentance. We want to see salvation um, along with, you know, yeah. baby. Right. And so you want baby to um, be saved and you want mom and dad to be mom saved. and dad to be saved. Absolutely. So it's just opportunity. Like Chris said, every time we meet with, uh, with them, we get to share the gospel more and more and, you know, let the Holy spirit do what the Holy spirit does. And that's convictive sin, draw to repentance, um, draw them to Christ. And, you know, we just do what God has called us to do, to be faithful, to continue to share that gospel and provide, you know, uh, tangible, uh, love so that they understand that, you know, it's not, you know, we're always so often we're accused of 
just being pro birth, you know, you don't do anything for these people after the baby <laughs> is born, you know? And I mean, that is such a, just a, a lie from the pit of hell. Right. You know, I mean, we are, we're willing and ready to do whatever it is we can, you know, up to the birth of the baby and far beyond that uh, for the rest of that baby's life. Yeah. And that's discipleship, right? That's discipleship and community caring for, um, you know, unwanted children Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, supporting families. That's what the church is, is called, uh, to do. Um, right. so praise God for that. So the, the ministry, you know, is voice for the voiceless. We're talking about being a voice for the voiceless as well, because those children don't have a voice of their own. They're looking to their mothers and fathers to make the right decision. And they don't because they're ensnared by their sin. Um, and obviously the worries of the world come into play. Uh, there's, like you said, there's, there's mothers and fathers who are in, in bad situations. Um, but that doesn't give you the right to murder, right? You, you, you need the truth. You need to stand on the foundation of the truth. And that's why you go with the truth. You go with the truth, you go with resources and you're willing to do life with people. And those three things together, you know, equal, uh, along with God's saving and God's conviction, equal what you have now, which is a, a life spared and uh, a family blessed. But why don't you, I, I know Norm, you know, you kind of had, why don't you share some, uh, uh, one of the rougher stories with us? I know you were out there recently mm. and uh, speaking with a young man and uh, just had a, had a difficult conversation and uh, it is a difficult ministry. It's one of the most difficult ministries you can be involved in. You get reviled, you get assaulted, you are everybody's enemy by being out there trying to rescue babies because we live in such a culture of death. Um, right. Our culture loves death. Those who hate God love death is what the Bible tells us. So why don't you tell us, uh, give us a story recently about, you know, what you had going on with a tough day. So yeah, last, uh, last Friday, in fact, is, is the day, um, and we actually, it was a week before last, it was two weeks ago, um, from tomorrow. And so being out there and it was really not much going on. And one car had pulled in and Jessica, one of the girls that goes to mission church, I was actually preaching at the time when the car pulled up. So I'm, I'm in the middle of sharing the gospel. Um, you know, like Chris was talking about giving the law, you know, pointing out that this is literally murder. You know, it's not, you know, you can't take and, and change the word and make it something different. You can't take the word murder, call it abortion. And suddenly it's, it's something different, you know, rose by any other name. But uh, so they were talking to this young girl, Alondra and in the driveway. And that's part of, you know, the law is that we can't block the driveway. So as I'm preaching, they're talking to her and I finish and I come over and I'm trying to talk to her as well. And there are cars that are trying to pull in, there's cars trying to pull out. And so I, I looked at this young girl and I said, Hey, will you please come back and talk to us? Mm. And, you know, and, and she was like, well, yeah, we will. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to let you guys go in and park. So we're not blocking this, this driveway. And of course, you know, like Chris said, we get lied to a lot and she never came back 
to talk to us. And so I was, I mean, I was kind of broken and I was, you know, really down on myself because I'm like, we had this girl's ear. Mm-hmm. We could have held up the, the, the driveway a little longer. It, you know, I mean, there were no police there actively telling us to, to move along. Right. Right. And so, but I had made this decision. And so mm-hmm. I was like really extremely down on myself. Um, and then just less than an hour later, another couple had walked in and again, lied to us, said they weren't there for Planned Parenthood. But then when the young man came out and he's standing out there and he's vaping and, and I'm like, that's your baby in there. Right. And so now he's, he's actually admitting that this is what they're there to do. And I'm like, you understand that it's murder. They're murdering your baby in there. And he was like, yeah, I understand. I said, why don't you, you know, quit being a coward, get up, go in, go save your child. And, you know, we went back and forth and there were, you know, things that he's like, I don't want to have a baby with this girl. And I'm like, well, that doesn't change the fact that it's a baby and it's yours. Yeah. You have a you baby. Know, yeah. You have a baby. It doesn't matter who the mother is, right. you know, you are uh, active. You are allowing these people to murder your child. And so we, it, he and I went back and forth for a little bit. And then I ended up having to leave because, you know, again, I worked the graveyard shift, so I've got to go home, go to bed and get up and go back to work. Um, but by the grace of God, and one of the things that I was praying uh, would, was that God would, you know, bring someone else to talk to him or continue the conversation. And again, by the grace of God, Chris and Brian were there that afternoon, and they were able to continue the conversation with Trayvon yeah. as well. And so, and connect him. Uh, he, he lives in Logan, which is north of me. And so we're able to connect him with another brother, Brandon, that's up there mm-hmm. who can, you know, disciple him. And so obviously the conversation that he and I had, you could tell it was affecting him. Yeah. You could tell he was hearing the things that I was saying. And, and so, and then in, in talking to Chris and Brian, again, they, they were able to reinforce the God's word and yeah. got the gospel. And, and I mean, literally this is all what God is calling us to do. It's not, you know, it's not norms, you know, advice or norms words. These are, these were, this was God talking to him. And now we've been able to connect him again to another brother to continue to, to, to disciple him. I mean, unfortunately the baby was killed. The baby yeah. was, was murdered that day. And, um, so again, that's that's something that he's going to to live with and that's for the a, rest of his life. And that's a tough day to have, you know, really good conversations with people, feel like they're hearing you and they're getting it, but at the end of the day they still end up killing their baby. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, we've 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 had people, you know, even in the past where they've they've left and they're like, I'm, well, I'm going to think about it. You made me think about it. And then later on they end up going back and killing their baby and they give you their phone number and all of these things. And like, you're like, man, that was such a great conversation, but yet they leave, go home and then they end up going back and killing their baby. And that's just part of the ministry. And it's a difficult part of it. Cause you're like, God, like they were so convicted in the moment or it was such a great conversation. But still, you know, their, their hearts are, they're slaves to their sin. They're slaves to their desires. 
And, you know, the gospel penetrates, but unless God um, decides to change their hearts completely, you know, they're going to go back. Um, but uh, yeah, that's tough, man. That's a tough um, scenario. You know, you kind of get down on yourself, but a good, you know, that's what's good about us uh, reformed believers is we understand that God is in control. And if a baby's going to be saved, it's not going to be by my words or my actions, but it's going to be because he determined that that was going to be a save or not. Absolutely. Um, doesn't make it easy all the time, no, but uh, hard. yeah, still hard, but, um, we can go back to that and say, well, God, um, you know, you're in control and, and that wasn't, uh, what was supposed to happen in that situation. Uh, and I trust you in this. Doesn't make Absolutely. it easy though. <laughs> it doesn't make no. it easy, but we're, we're faithful to go out there and he re- rewards us with, with much fruit. You know, yes. And we have been, but even if we don't have and don't see that fruit um, right there in front of us, we still need to be faithful and get out there um, yes. and preach the gospel. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, the fruit of it is what happens inside you, the sanctification that God does within you as a Christian going and being out there on the sidewalk. It's a sanctifying experience to go out there stand in the heat or the cold or whatever it is and have people revile you over and over for your faith, for what you're doing. Um, and it produces, it produces, um, some fruit in within you becoming more like Christ who, you know, right. who promised us persecution, who promised us, uh, that we would be reviled for his name. And if you're not, you're, <laughs> you're missing out on the promises of God. Um, because he says for those who would suffer with me, they would also be raised up. They have the right to be called sons and daughters. That's in Romans. Uh, so check that out. If you're not, if you're not, uh, being affected for your faith, you're probably not working out your faith. Uh, your faith is probably staying internal. Um, but God calls us in Proverbs 24, rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. That's a command. And, uh, I'm grateful that God has convicted me and he's convicted you brothers. Um, because apart from that conviction, I wouldn't be out there. I'd be in my comfortable house, watching TV, hanging out with my family. Right. Exactly. I mean, no one who's doing this ministry is doing any of this for ease. You know, this is, this is not something that we do that like, Hmm, let me look at the list of, of ministries that I can get involved in. And, and this is not on the easy list. Um, like you said, this is probably the hardest, uh, ministry. I mean, I've been doing open air preaching and one-on-one on the street evangelism kind of stuff for, going on 20 years now. And this is the most reviled I've ever been, the most hateful uh, circumstances that of any ministry I've been in. I've, I've stood outside LDS temples and I've, you know, stood in uh, Wiccan uh, little get togethers, conclaves, whatever, and, and spoke to, to Wiccans. And I've spoke to Buddhists and about, you know, and, told these people you're following a false God, you're following and never been so hated as to tell people you are a parent and God commands you not to murder. Right. And, and not even the people that are there. It's so crazy that the, it's not even the people that are there to, to do the murdering of their babies because they feel the guilt. God has given them a conscience and you can tell when some, I mean, there are some that are just their, their conscience is so seared yeah. that, 
Um, it's just, it's, it's scary, but there are those that you watch them go in and you can tell there is guilt. There is shame. God is doing something to try to convince them to walk away. It's the other people that are not even involved in it. It's the, the people across the street. It's the people mm-hmm. in other offices that are so angry at us. Right. And I'm like, your anger is so misdirected right now. Why would you be angry with me when all I'm here to do is offer help? Right. Rescue babies. Right. When they're literally murdering babies in the basement of this building, why is your anger not directed towards them? Why is your frustration and your vitriol not directed towards the people that are literally shedding innocent blood, putting themselves on that short list from Proverbs that says those those seven things that God considers an abomination. Yeah. You know, and at least four of those things happen in that building on a daily basis. Yeah. Though not the least of which is the hands that shed innocent blood. Right. The things that God hates. Yeah. You know, it's it's evidence that in America we love our comfort. You know, families love their comfort. People love their comfort. They don't want to be um they don't want to be like impressed upon and they're quiet and they're cozy coziness. We become slaves to comfort. But the reason we become slaves to comfort is because we've traded God's truth in for a lie. We've suppressed his truth and unrighteousness. Uh, we, we are worshiping and serving a God in which we've created in our culture, the God of comfort, as I said, and God has handed us over, as Romans 1 says, to our sinful desires, to the debasing of our minds, the degrading of our bodies, where men become murderers, fornicators, idolaters, haters of God, that they not only do these things, but they give approval to others to do the same. And that is exactly what you see in the flesh is those who hate God, those who love death, and those who are, like you said, people who aren't even involved, giving approval to others who do the same wickedness and hating those who stand with God's word and his truth. So I'm grateful for your brothers out here, um, you know, in, in Utah doing this. Um, Chris, you're, I know you're at the Mission Church, and Norm, you're at Refuge Church up in Ogden, and South Jordan is where the Mission Church is. That's right. Yeah, so if you're out in uh, in the Utah area, in the Salt Lake City area, and you need to find an awesome church and you want to get involved in this ministry, the Refuge Church up in Ogden, the Mission Church uh, down in South Jordan. Um, but I want to, you know, just highlight this calling for men. Men, we have an obligation to um, stand up. We need to protect the fatherless first off, and we need to rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. That's these children. And we need to love our neighbor. And these children are our neighbors. Um, That is our neighbor. And we can't just allow them to be murdered um, and do nothing about it. It's part of being a man. Men men protect women and children from harm. Uh, These brothers are doing just that. We are brothers out in Arizona and there's many all over the country who are doing great things. But, um, you know, y'all, are you signed, you are signed up through end abortion now? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to get involved in this ministry, first off, go to your pastors, talk to them. uh, And if they give you the approval, you can get signed up at endabortionnow.com where they'll give you free resources to get involved in this ministry. And they'll give you a, oh, they'll bring you into a community where you can have help and questions answered. But why don't you guys kind of talk about what, uh, 
you know, got you involved in this ministry, how God convicted you and, um, you know, your understanding of answering that calling? We, uh, my wife and I were in, uh, we grew up in California, um, in high school, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, and, uh, we ended up having a baby when I was 17. Um, so, uh, I was married to her. I got married to her in high school, but, um, it was us going, we were about to go to, um, the abortion uh, facility there. I guess it was a Planned Parenthood. Someone found out about, um, what we were going to do. And they came between us and said, you're not doing this. And, and I, we did, we knew it. We knew what we were doing. We were just hiding in our shame. And, um, but that convicted us just to, for somebody to come alongside of us and say, mm, they spoke got up to, you've yeah. got to be a man and stand up and take care of your family. And, and it didn't make it easy. Right. It was hard, uh, going, but just like what Shay told, um, Tori the other day or yesterday, that's the mom that chose the, life. the mom that chose life. Yeah. It's just like, I can't believe and, um, that I would have ever thought that I would have done this seeing, um, my life and looking back on, on that now and, and how God has used us through our life up, um, through our, our own selfish desires and what we thought, um, was best for us and going through my, our life, uh, to, to be in different areas of the country, um, all the way until it got us here in Salt Lake city. Now standing in front of, the abortion clinic uh, and going out on the streets, talking to people, fighting this in legislation. This is God has used our whole life to, to bring us. I know now mm -hmm. to this, this point. And that's how, so was there a moment for you though, which where you were like, you know, you saw the ministry somewhere and you're like, I need to be doing that. Or was there a moment? What, what kind of was that moment for you where you're like, I got to be out on the sidewalk, rescuing babies. Yeah. I, this is probably going to be a, a pretty common story. Yeah. Um, but when we, we got here in, in Salt Lake city and, uh, we, we felt like, well, we didn't know anyone. Yeah. And, um, being a very Mormon community, we, they were nice, but we couldn't connect with people, not understanding a whole lot about Mormonism. Uh, Mormonism. Okay. Um, so I Googled it. How do you talk to a Mormon? Well, guess who pops up? Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. And he starts talking <laughs> about um, talking to a Mormon. Well, as, as I was going, wow, this is, this is amazing. I didn't even know the things that they, they believed. Yeah. And, and so we started diving more into the word, um, understanding um, the gospel more. Yeah. Um, and understanding what those differences were. I wanted to talk to um, Mormons more wanted to get out on the street and talk with them. But at the same time, I'm seeing end abortion now. And you saw it in their videos. I saw it in their videos. I saw some of them, him talking to people on the street about it. And, yeah. and then, uh, Kelly and I were like, this is, this is where we need to be. This is what we need to do. And we can still talk to, to Mormon. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, you can talk to everybody. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what an opener you know, to, yes. to be able to, to talk with people. And now we do. And about your own testimony. Our own testimony. Yeah. What they believe, um, what the church says, what the Bible says. Yeah. And what God's law 
commands us. And so that's pretty much how we got started okay. uh, doing this. And it's just every day um, we want to do more and more and more as hard as it is. We can't be away from it. Praise God. Praise God. What about you, Norm? Um, so for me, it was, it was more of a, just a, a gradual, I mean, I knew I needed to get involved in, in some way. So, uh, when I was pastoring in, in Colorado years ago and being, I mean, the, the church I pastored, the movement I was part of was nowhere near reformed and also wasn't just, wasn't really, um, wasn't really solid in its, its theology and, and so on. But, um, so a little background, I, years ago, before I was saved, when I was, uh, 17, 18 years old, had got a girl pregnant, um, in between basic training and being shipped over to Germany, uh, being stationed over there, I was home for a brief period of time, connected with the girl I was dating. She got pregnant. I get over there three months in, I think somewhere around March of 1992, I get a, a, a phone call. She actually called to the hospital she's pregnant. She, you know, prepare and all this, the stories you hear, yeah. her parents are going to kick her out, all this stuff. I was not, I was not saved in any way, shape or form. I was still kind of Mormon and all kinds of other stuff. Okay. But, so I wrote a check, mailed it off to her, uh, essentially signed my child's death certificate, mm-hmm. signed a death warrant for my child, sent it off to her to do whatever it was. And then years later, I'm a pastor now and uh, we are at a small group at a young lady's house and, you know, we're, we're going through this. And then at the very end of the group, as people are leaving, this girl, you know, just comes out and says, I, you know, I'm pregnant and I'm going to get an abortion. And I mean, they're just, God did something in this moment of, calling her to don't do this. This is not what you want to do. We can help. We can do whatever. This would be murder and so on. Suddenly in, in talking to her, I was convicted that I had never repented of Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God kind of just, he, he immediately changed my heart towards that issue of the issue of abortion my Talia and my wife became very involved with our pregnancy center there. Fast forward a few years, we get here to Utah. I'm doing, I'm in a reformed church. I'm, you know, I'm doing all kinds of evangelism and stuff like that, but yet I'm not doing really what I know God had called me to do. And so God just gradually opened up all the doors and removed all my excuses. Yeah. So again, I was able to go, you know, minister at the LDS temple. I was preaching there, you know, talking to people doing, you know, state fair and farmers markets and all this stuff. But I always had an excuse not to come to the abortion mill. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I've got a job. I can't take Fridays off. I can't yeah. do this. It's, I'm, you know, and God just, he cleared all that out. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I am now removing your excuses. I mean, I had been 
uh, signed up through an abortion now for over a year before I actually got out to an abortion meal. Yeah. Um, and it just took God just saying, okay, no more excuses. I'm going to clear all this out. This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And praise so God. praise God. He, he, he did it again. It's, yeah. it's him. It's he's sovereign. Yes. Yep. And uh, I think your first time out was actually out with us. Wasn't it out in uh, Arizona out in the middle very, of the summer? Yeah, my very first time out middle of the summer last a year ago. Um, in July, right? Like, yeah, it was like, it was like a year ago, like two or three days ago. I'd actually popped up in my ministries, the nice. pictures that I had taken. So it literally was the end of June. Yeah. One year ago was the very first time I'd gone out and it was with you and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who else was out there. Steven was out there and uh, yeah. Matthew Hunter was out there. And okay, you know, just, you know, being blessed to watch men do what God has called men to do. And that's stand up and proclaim the gospel and, and you know, be a voice for the voiceless. That's right. Praise God for that, man. And, you know, it's interesting as I'm listening, you know, to both stories and mine is is similar in which, you know, Amnesty, the doctors wanted us to abort her. And, uh, that's my daughter. And we, we didn't, um, because, you know, she had health issues. We just we were like, nope, we're going to stand on God's word. But the, the constant theme that I'm hearing is women looking to men to, to assure them when they're, they find out they're pregnant and they're fearful, looking to men to stand up and say, I got, we got this. We're, we're going to trust God. We're going to be okay. I'm going to work. I'm going to do what I need to do, everything's going to be okay. And that's the reason that we do this show because we want to encourage men to be men and we want to encourage men to lead their families in a biblical way uh, and not hand their responsibility over. Um, if we assure our women, our wives, our, you know, even if, if we're in sin and it's our girlfriend, whatever, if that, if that, woman goes to us looking for assurance and we can say, no, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to uh, support you. I'm going to protect you and this child. I'm going to provide for you. Well, then it looks a lot differently, right? It looks, it's not, there's not so much fear. The woman is, is looking to the man. God created it that way. The weaker vessel looking to the leader to lead them and to do what is right and say that I'm going to handle my responsibilities here and I'm going to be a man and I'm going to care for this child. I'm going to be a father. I'm a father now. But instead, the cowardice, the coward in our culture hands that responsibility over and says, I, well, I don't want anything to do with this. This is all you. This is your fault. You know, this is, this is a problem. We need to take care of this. This is going to affect my school. This is going to affect my work. This is going to uh, impede on my self-comfort. So they do the wicked and cowardice thing and they either hand that responsibility over to the woman to decide or they encourage them to kill the baby. And that is why we do this show is to encourage men to be men, to lead biblically and boldly to be in community with other men, to stand on God's word and his truth, not just in going out and doing ministry, but in their household. And yeah, we, we need to do that. And that will uh, lead to men and that will lead to less abortions. That will leave, 
lead to babies being saved and men being men will also lead to abortion ending in our nation through writing, you know, laws that protect the children with equal protection that we have, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So men, be men. Don't be cowards. Don't be uh, quiet when evil arises, right? It's what does the scripture say? If you're faint in the day of adversity, your strength is, your your weak is your strength is small. So when that adversity comes, stand up and be a man. Do what is right in God's sight. Don't be a coward because the Bible tells us that cowards will have their place in the lake of fire. There is a place mm-hmm. reserved for cowards. So that's a sin that God cares about, cowardice. <laughs> and trust Absolutely. me, I'm, I'm tested in that cowardice every time we go to the mill where I'm right. like, uh, I don't want to be here, but I'm going to be here because God has commanded it and I love God and I love my neighbor and I'm going to go and do this and things are going to get heated and difficult and persecution is going to come. Um, but that is also the most sanct- one of the most sanctifying situations you can be in for a man of God. And you, we, our goal Absolutely. is not comfort, but to be like Christ and to be obedient to him. Well, as, as we said, uh, your ministry out here in, is Voice for the Voiceless. And the website again for us is... Voiceforthevoiceless.life. Dot and, life. Um, if you'd like, you can c- go on Facebook and follow us at Utah's Voice for the Voiceless. And uh, you can see updates. You'll be able to see updates um, about Jarek and Shay, some of the other babies that are, we have another one that's due on August 19th. Praise God. And um, so it's uh, some of those stories, testimonies, like to update what's going on. Yes. And, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing to be a part of and see. So you can go to their uh, Utah Voice for the Voiceless on Facebook or their website, get more information. If you want to get involved, you can reach out to them. There's a contact button on both of those pages. If you're in the Utah area, if you'd like to get signed up, uh, go to, as I said, go speak to your pastor and then you can go to endabortionnow.com. If you want information, if you want um, to be trained on things to say, um, biblical defense of the faith uh, as it comes to abortion and rescuing babies, you can go to uh, my website, which is irregularforchrist.com. And we have free resources for you to be equipped uh, to speak biblically about abortion. And um, you can also get that information from us on Facebook. But uh, brothers, thank you guys so much for what you're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thankful to End Abortion Now for what God has done through their ministry. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much it for our show. But as we always sign off is surely you need guidance to wage war and victory is won through many advisors. Thanks for tuning in and God bless. I don't understand. They don't understand. I'm running with the fam. Yeah. I love the fam. And we gon' start a one that's from up above And they gon' know it's us by the way we love All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water Family, family